just imagine you were an Egyptian and all the storms kept blowing in over the lowlands off the Mediterranean. Uh, the river would rise and the river would shrink. Just think about the hot weather, the cold weather. It, it, they felt like they were in chaos. They had no control. And so God's people had absorbed that kind of a... It's not good. It's not good to be alive. It's, it's dangerous. And so God comes and says, no. Look how I am ordering the creation and filling it with good things, things that you want. Isn't that remarkable? I like this. What would my generation say? That just blew my mind when I uh, when I uh, learned about that. Well, what are we going to talk about today? We talked about the Messiah, a love story, the Messiah's message. Last night, the Messiah's power. This morning, we're going to talk about the Messiah's There's no slide. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember what slides I made. Um, we're going to talk about the Messiah's community, the group of people that have the Messiah as their leader. Uh, we talked at Chi Alpha, was it Tuesday, Melissa, that you were talked about the uh, community, didn't we? Oh, you're talking about missions. Okay, week one. So Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47. Um, some staff members go before verse 42 because they like that, and I, I really like that about that. Okay. Who's going to read Acts 2, 42 through 47? Would you like to learn how to be God's people? Would you like to learn how to be such an attractive people that others might want to be part of us mm -hmm. we have a snapshot like a a polaroid that somebody took uh, during the first days of the church and it's just a summary of how they live together our reader is i did We get to be this kind of people. We get to follow the example that the first believers um, set for us. These people lived in community. They ate together. The Bible is all about eating. Did you see that? Every day they were eating. Do you eat every day? You could eat with one another. You could invite others to eat with you. Even that person that seems hard to like, what if they hung out with you and your group? They might get likable. 
No, it's true. It's true to say. Okay, maybe. Okay. Okay. Lord help me. I don't even think I'm awake here. Okay, so we want to be the Messiah's community. And they were, it says in the first line there, they were a community of devotion. That means they were all in. They were focused. They were going to be the best they could be at. And what were they devoted to? To the apostles' teaching. So they wanted to learn the Bible as taught by their leaders. And because the people then didn't have a copy of the Bible, they were pretty dependent on their leaders, weren't they? They were pretty dependent on somebody else's teaching. What about us? Are we totally dependent on somebody else's teaching? Negative. No, we have a copy of the Bible. What are you doing with your copy? Where do you keep your copy? Do you, do you thumb through it to get the pages all loose so you can turn, you know? Do you color in it? Do you take notes in it? Do you underline box, square, star? Use your copy of the Bible. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, to eating. That's, that's my interpretation of breaking bread. And to prayer. They were always talking to God, not just to each other. Do you guys ever pray together? You do that in core groups, don't you? Could you do that anytime you wanted with somebody else? Do you have to go to a church building to do it? Like, where could you do it? Yeah, anywhere. You ever been nervous to pray uh, over your food before you eat it in public? You could try it. See if anybody rose up and shouted, she prayed. That has never happened to me because I'm a boy. Now, um, <laughs> nobody has ever ridiculed me. But I want to encourage some other people that there really is a God and we can be thankful. Yeah. Can I encourage you uh, to try a certain kind of prayer? I mean, many of us, we aren't in the habit of actually talking to God. But could we practice uh, being quiet before him and inviting him to say something to us? I'm going to suggest that when we're reading the Bible every day with the Lord, he will talk to us through those words, he will point out say, uh, and say, like, that verse is for you. Think about how you could apply that in your situation, in your relationship. That's probably his primary way. And I, I think the more you listen, he could probably just talk to you. He could say stuff to you. Uh, let me tell you a story. Once upon a time. It's a fairly long time ago now. Carol and I and the boys were driving out on the uh, Olympic Peninsula or on the way or somewhere out that way. 
at um, leaving our friend's house. We just visited them, and I'm driving along happily, had a great visit, and uh, the Lord in my head just says, Michael, you're going to get in an accident. I'm thinking, thank you? And so what did I do? I slowed down. And sure enough, about five minutes ahead, there was a big accident. So God can even tell us stuff that we really need to know if we're listening. Wasn't that kind of him? Yeah. Okay. So they were devoted to the apostles' teaching, to prayer, and uh, breaking of bread. And everybody had everything in common. And many wonders and signs were done with the apostles. Um, could we be the kind of people devoted to sharing even like our money and possessions and stuff if needed? Yeah? What's an example? Somebody uh, needs a ride somewhere. We share our time, our automobile, our effort to get them there. Did you know on our campus uh, there's uh, a food bank for students who don't have very much food? And did you know there are students that way? Is it true? Sure. Okay, they were devoted to uh, fellowship, uh, which is a shared life. Jesus shared his life with his guys for two and a half years. And isn't that sort of like college? Took me five. But got through my undergraduate degree. We're gonna, we could devote ourselves to sharing life together. In 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 8, the Apostle Paul um, and his team had gone to um, uh, Thessaloniki and uh, says, we love you so much, we're delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. We're not just truth tellers, we're life sharers. Who are lovers of people. Just be friendly. That's where it starts. Just choose to like people. See where it goes. Talk about what you are interested in. Find out what they're interested in. Uh, how many took the soaped thing? What's the T stand for at the end? Tell who are you going to tell? <laughs> yeah, anybody. Just, just to talk about what you're learning. Amazing with anybody. They were devoted to discipleship, uh, to the apostles' teaching. Um, all that was based on the Old Testament. And uh, who do we want to be? We want to be a people devoted to God's book. Um, this is probably the one textbook you ought to read all the way through, don't you think? And if you want to get good grades, you could probably read the other textbooks all the way through. And Carol and I told our, our kids, just go to class when they went off to college. Yeah, just show up. You're paying good money. You ever divided tuition by the number of class days? How much money are you paying for that session you're choosing to see? Yeah, okay. Um, they were devoted to talking about Jesus, and it said the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved um, have we talked about spring break outreach yet have we un poquito on Tuesday will we talk more 
Oh, would you open your hearts to the possibility you could go to another campus and talk about Jesus? Um, would you look for people in the dining hall that are eating alone? Would you try that? It's really not that hard if you have food, they have food. I bring another prop, like, um, like don't they have like, uh, what's the campus paper called, the Observer? The Hype? Do they still have the Seattle Times? Yes, no? Okay, they used to. Okay, so bring something with you so it looks like you're sitting down and you're not being really intrusive, and then you eat, and then you introduce yourself. They tell you their names. You ask a question like, what are you studying? And you're off and running on a conversation. Okay. So the Messiah forms this community that acts like the Trinity. I think that's where your slide was, Dan. Did you notice that God describes himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? He himself is a family. He is a community. And just a big hint to all of us, everything that God created is based on the fact that he is Trinity. Everything is relational. If your theology isn't relational, you're probably missing something. God wants us to interact like he interacts. Uh, Marriage family, friends, neighbors, classmates, employers, employees, uh, other drivers. Um, Yeah. We're supposed to be a community, a family. And we need to be a community that cares for one another. What's the next slide say? No, that's not the right slide. Okay, thanks. I think I'm using a different message than the one I gave you, Dan. Okay, sorry. Uh, We want to be a community that really cares for each other. We're going to look at uh, three verses here quickly, and then I'm going to sit down before I mess up too much more. Um, Romans 12, verse 10. Who has that one? devoted to each other in love. Honor one another about your, above yourselves. That's the kind of thing you would say in a wedding ceremony, but we're supposed to practice that kind of love for everybody? Yes. In God's community, we get to be that caring for other people, that devoted, honoring others. We're not trying to get honor for ourselves anymore because we know God has chosen to honor us by loving us bringing this into his family. We are honored to bear the name of God himself. We're already worthwhile. We're learning that. And so we can choose not to try to get the glory for ourselves and get people to pay attention to us. We can now pay attention to them because we are secure already because we know we're loved. We're family. We have meaning. We have purpose. We have value. We have belonging. And now we can choose to help others to find what we have found. One, one preacher said the gospel is it's one beggar showing another beggar where the bread is. It's us showing other people who need love where the love is. It's us showing others who need forgiveness like we need forgiveness where the forgiveness is. It's us showing 
others where the community is, the family, the belonging is, just like we need it, we can help them to find it. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. People do things that are, are, are not good. People do things that are unkind. People do things that upset us. But what if our first thought was out of kindness? What if we were compassionate like God and we thought well, they're probably having a bad day for a good reason? Instead of just demeaning them and, and think, thinking, what kind of a person would do that kind of thing? How rude. What if we just thought they're probably having a bad day? They went to a retreat. They never slept. What if we realized how much we're forgiven? What if we realized how um, really in need of forgiveness we are? What if we realized that uh, we aren't that great really? And that we were forgiven completely and that we learned to be like God and forgive others at the same measure, like completely have grace for them. Colossians 3, verse 16. The Apostle Paul tells the people in Colossae, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Hopefully we've been a really great example of that this weekend of this pattern of Colossians 3.16 that we can live. When we leave here, how will we do it? Sharing the message of Christ amongst each other, talking about the things we learn, uh, going to core group, going to one-on-ones, inviting other people to join us in our core group, uh, inviting somebody to join your one-on-one. What would be so bad about that? Your Bible's open. They're going to get a Bible full. It's going to be great. Okay. Let's do that slide, Dan, that you brought up. Yeah. Every aspect of human existence is built on the pattern of the Trinity. There's the marriage, the family. I think we talked about this one, didn't we? Ooh, even the university is built relationally. Okay, let's go to the next slide. What kind of Christian we keep? No, keep going, Dan. No. We just did that. Here it is. We want to be a community of the Holy Spirit's love. For believers, it says in John 13, 34, and 35, uh, a new commandment I give you. That ought to wake up the disciples who heard that first out of Jesus' mouth. A new commandment I give you, that you should love one another as I have loved you. So Jesus is saying, I love you more than anybody on earth has ever loved anybody. So you should love one another that same way. Um, and then in Matthew 22, 37 through 40, somebody asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he quoted from Deuteronomy, maybe one of his favorite books. And he said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, 
all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And the second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So you've got to love neighbor and self and God. So we want to be a community of this kind of love. And that's going to mean loving a lot of people that we don't know yet. And that's somewhat uncomfortable for us introverts. Let's raise our hand, introverts. Introverts, unite. We get to love, too. Yeah. Extroverts, unite. You get to love, too. Maybe more purposefully. <laughs> Maybe more bibly. Okay. And we need to uh, think about the needs of people's bodies, minds, and, and their social needs all around us. We need to realize that there is a world of hurting people even on our campus. So what do our fellow students need? Well, they need to become disciples of Jesus just like we're becoming disciples of Jesus. They uh, need the, the love of God, the forgiveness of God. Uh, Jesus gave uh, a big commandment. Some call it the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Um, he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. What is Jesus going to do with his authority? He gives it away. That's just not American, is it? Jesus has all the authority in heaven and earth, and he gives it away to his disciples, who are his modern-day disciples. Us. He gives us his authority. People, you are powerful. So powerful. What are we to do with this authority? He says, go and make disciples of all the nations. The Greek verb tense for go is not just a one-time go. On Tuesdays, go. When you're done, you did your going. No, it's as you're going, as you're living like, make disciples of all nations. It's not the political lined things, countries on a map that he's talking about. That's not the word nations in the Greek. It's, it's the word ethne. And that sounds like which word? Ethnic. That, that's just an ethno-linguistic group. It's a group of people that ha uh, have cohesion by their culture and language. He says, go and make disciples of all the ethno-linguistic groups on campus. Of er uh, all the ethno-linguistic groups in um, Ellensburg, and in the county, in the state of Washington, in the USA, in Canada, in Mexico, across the ocean, south, north, east, west, everywhere. As you're living your life, just make some disciples, people who are coming to be a disciple, a learner, a student of the master Jesus, of the king, a subject of the king. Is that exciting? We've got something to do. Hmm. It, said, uh, it says in 2 Timothy 2, 2, well, we'll start off in 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. Paul is talking to his intern, Timothy. He says, Timothy, be strong 
in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in the Messiah. And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many, teach to others also. Teach to reliable people who can then teach still others. There's a chain of learning, a chain of passing, a chain of passing on the message of Jesus, a chain of helping people come to Christ. Think for a moment, why are you in this room today? It's because a couple people 2,000 years ago decided to take Jesus at his word. And they kept talking the talk and walking the walk and gospeling the gospel and loving the loveless and helping those in need. Christians were the first to invent schools and hospitals and orphanages. They figured out what were the needs of the community and took care of people. And as they did so, they taught them about the Messiah. Is anybody doing Christmas boxes for kids this year? Okay, that's kind of a tradition in Chi Alpha that maybe somebody could carry on. How would you like to be some kid in some other country that never got presents and you got a present? And you got to hear about Jesus as you receive those? That'd be kind of cool. Um, every summer, we have feeding programs that you can go help feed the people in our community and play with the kids. Uh, wha what's the cold weather shelter deal? Isn't that about started because the cold weather, you can go stay all night in one of the churches and people who are homeless can come and sleep there? Uh -huh. I bet there you might get into a talk with somebody. Yeah. Um, we talked about the food collection for students uh, on campus that have a little food. Uh, what about the international students who are just hoping against hope that some American would invite them into their family so they can see what American culture is like. You got Thanksgiving and Christmas all lined up ahead of you here. Great excuses. They would like to know our holidays, wouldn't they? Yeah. I used to help um, tutor uh, international students because they have to pass all these tests of proficiency in English to keep... Um, you have to get to a certain level before they can actually take our classes. And so I'd see them studying in Holmes Dining Hall, and I'd just go over and say, hey, can I help? And they'd say, yes. I met a lot of international students. Okay. So the big question is always, well, what are you going to do with the kind of things you learned at this retreat? Um, am I supposed to turn this over to the worship team? What are we doing next? Yes? As the worship team comes, what I usually say, look at your notes. Make sure you're, you're getting what God is saying to you. Thanks for letting me talk.